Welcome to the Anomaly Presents podcast, the podcast about movies, the genre movies that inspired us to start a genre film festival. That's the Anomaly Film Festival in Rochester, New York, coming this November. My name is Matt Knotts, and uh, tonight I'm super stoked to talk about a movie that um, I feel like maybe flies under the radar now, but really shouldn't. Uh, it came out in the, the gothest year in movies, 1992, uh, the number one box office uh, hit Batman Returns. And then the film we're going to talk about tonight, it's Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. It is one of the most striking movies I've seen in a while. And I mean, I'm not going to bore you with what I think. Let's bring everybody else in. Let's let's introduce the podcast or nots. With me tonight, it's Matt DeTurk. Hi, everybody. Adam Lubito. Hi there. Megan Murphy. It's me, Megan. <laughs> and tonight we have a guest. And we are so lucky and so excited to have her with us. Writer, director, weirdo, owner of the record. Um, we've had two festivals. One of her films is shown in each festival. If you've been an anomaly attendee, you've seen uh, Obliteration of the Chickens. You've seen Disco Graveyard. Now you can hear from the mastermind behind those. Izzy Lee, welcome to the show. Yay! Hello. Thanks for having me, guys. So good to have you. Uh, now, when we have guests, I usually ask one question first, and that's, why did you want to talk about Bram Stoker's Dracula? Can I swear on this Absolutely. podcast? I, okay, because that's that's how I am. Uh, You're Francis, among friends, Ricky. Yeah, Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula. The 1992 vision is a visual fuck palace of a film. It is a deeply weird movie. It is strange it is gothic it is lush it is sexy as hell and it is violent and very very strange the casting is insane uh everyone except for for one notable cast member is terrific in this uh <laughs> but you know lovely lovely keanu is is also a, a source of admiration and i think he's adorable no matter the acting talent on display that he puts forth so there you go <laughs> so many answers you know what let's start with the performances first um because i would say that anthony hopkins would give you a run for your money with keanu anthony hopkins <laughs> is one of the most insane performances i've ever seen in my entire life it's yep so off the wall bananas um so i i never knew what he was going to do next and i'm not I, maybe it's just me not being used to that in in, in anthony hopkins performance but Holy shit, the fact that there weren't teeth marks all over everything in a scene that he was in. Beyond <laughs> me. Yeah, I felt like he took a page out of Nicolas Cage's book for this film. Um, he is at once a scene stealer and, and undeniably talented. You cannot look away, but absolutely you cannot ever tell what this character is going to do next. And that is part of the roller coaster fun of this movie, for sure. I, I respect the fact that clearly Francis Ford Coppola did not rein anyone in like, <laughs> big and wild as possible. But I feel like that's why Keanu Reeves stands out so much. He's the one that's like, he feels uncomfortable to be in this movie and be surrounded by the insanity <laughs> that he is. It and feels I, I, like he's yeah thinking a lot and I'm like, it's okay, buddy. Don't worry. Don't worry. You keep going. You're going to hit your Zen later. If this isn't it, but it's okay. Like I'm really rooting for him. Like you're going to get through it. You're going to get through it, buddy. It's okay. Oh, 
just, there you go. Oh God, he's thinking about what he's gonna say so much, and then he has to say it, and he gets scared. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he he's acting uh, with a, a very, very solid cast. So <laughs> I, I can't I can't see his confidence anywhere. Of course, he has it now. He's a much better oh, yeah. performer now. But he went back through then, the I don't know. fire. Yeah, okay, yes. like the fire of Gary Oldman in your face a lot, I think oh would God. probably change someone. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> it would change me. Gary Gary Oldman's fucking terrifying. <laughs> It's so it's so much and it's so fantastic and so, a good chunk of it was aimed right at Keanu there in the beginning. <laughs> Once you get to Gary Oldman like shaving you and then like the <laughs> tapes he has like suddenly you know you're a little broken and you come out the other side in a different. Way. What I would not have given to be on that fucking set, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> right? It must have been incredible. <laughs> One of the anecdotes I read doing research for this, it was like, oh, no, uh, Winona Ryder was legitimately terrified of him the entire time he was on the set. I was like, oh, fuck it. A. Yeah, I would be, too. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, she was like, what, 19? Something oh. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like in a corset. You can't run in a corset. Like she was stuck. Nope. <laughs> There's nowhere she could go. Everywhere she turned. Gary. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, courses are designed to keep you from running away from men. That's that's what it is. Mm-mm. <laughs> Amen. We solved it. <laughs> now on to all the other things to solve. That's right. <laughs> Cross one off the list. We did it. We can also vote now. It's great. That's very right, cool. Once you can breathe, you can actually re- you know get the vote too, which is great. Mm, I yeah. don't so can't be president before I yeah <laughs> so can't be president but we can vote so great getting there anyway it's coming <laughs> it's, it's coming I, I only hope it's not Liz Cheney um but it's coming um anyway yeah so the the one character actor that I'm always excited to see in any movie is Tom Waits oh my god <laughs> yes that was brilliant casting <laughs> He's fucking unhinged in this film. I love it. I wanted more. I want a whole yes. Tom Waits Renfield prequel. I want that so badly. Every time I see him pop up on the screen, I'm like, can we make this longer, please? Mm-hmm. This is amazing. Every bit of it. It's so good. Renfield, just as a character, is always fascinating. Like the guy that all this happened to before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like this is like what Candy was heading towards, if not, you know? Totally. Totally. Yeah, as your replacement. Yeah. This is, this is your future, buddy. No severance pay. Just <laughs> eating bugs in, in an asylum. Yeah. Jobs it's, were tough. That's true. That sucks. Does <laughs> <laughs> anyone know anything about the cage boxes on people's heads? Like the, the guards. The guards? Is yeah. that an actual like historical thing of the time? It like, may have been. Or just a fascinating production design choice to add to the list of fascinating choices. I wasn't, I wasn't sure. But I was like, this is interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm looking up historical asylum garb right now, and <laughs> it is not pretty. It does not put the sane in sanitarium. I'll tell you that. No, and neither does Richard E. Grant as Dr. Seward, who, by the way, this motherfucker was in Warlock opposite Julian Sands. Okay, He's saying some shit. 
And <laughs> the guy never makes me calm when I see him. No, man, the guy's all. getting. The guy, he's a doctor. He what does he do? He goes and gets high. He's like sad from not winning Lucy's hand, but she yeah. shows correctly. You know, he's he get, gets high and he goes and taunts his patients. That scene yeah. with Tom Waits is just my goodness. Talk about poking the fucking bear with a stick. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's oh, lucky he didn't get his face well. bit off, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is a part of your favorite grouping of the film that we we had a long chat about as we watched. I will say, I speaking of spinoffs, like I would also totally take the Lucy Suitors. Oh yeah. And becoming a vampire hunting trio, like hmm. um, not just because. Uh, I adore Billy Campbell and Billy Campbell, you know, doing like old West mustache. The Rocketeer <laughs> Billy Campbell. Rocketeer thank himself. You, thank you, thank you. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Let's <laughs> to say his second appearance on the cast here. It's yeah. Billy Campbell. But yeah, I was, I was also, I was on board with the three of them going off and like hunting vampires across the world. The I thought. Bro totally. team vamp. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. They're all their hearts were broken, but they found love in each other. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, we could call it breaking Dracula. (laughs) Oh, and it would be like a western. Oh, it'd be so great. Broke back Dracula. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, see, here's the thing if KP was here, we'd have fan fiction corner, and I'll guarantee it's it's already out there. I guarantee it. Gotta be. I'll look it up for the notes section. Note to myself. (laughs) Look up for notes. <laughs> the people need to know. It's true. I should say on that note, Megan, I, I feel like I should bring up the my introduction to this movie um, was, because um, this is my, for this podcast, this is my first time seeing the whole thing. Um, I had never seen it before. So Izzy, thank you. Wow. Yay. Awesome. Literally, I don't know, whatever year that was, like 15 years ago. Um, when my college roommate um, wanted to watch a movie and he was like, oh, this seems fun. Let's put this on. And we got about five minutes in and he was terrified. And so then we fast forwarded it to the scene with Dracula's wives and Keanu, the bride, on the bed. And then he was terrified. So then we fast forwarded it again (laughs) to the point where Gary Oldman and uh, Winona Ryder are finally in like the... Not the movie screening exactly, but yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the film. Yeah. And the wolf is wandering around and he mm-hmm. was like, absolutely not and shut it off. And those are the only bits of this movie I had seen. And Oh my God. How old are you guys? <laughs> That's amazing. How, yeah. I don't understand how you could fast forward through Dracula's fuck palace. Like this is right? just like, wow. But it's also what fascinates me about that story is this movie is a lot of things, but it's not scary. Like, that that's the part that like i get like i don't know being grossed out or you know thinking things like what the fuck is happening right now but actually like being terrified like he i don't know so scared so I think he then we tried finding out stuff about himself that he wasn't ready to acknowledge i see yeah yeah, yeah. Makes sense. you can't force that it's like no. okay buddy it's all right you'll get there just so, like yeah. keanu did that's right. Exactly. <laughs> Bring it back. Everyone's at their own pace. It's okay. <laughs> yes. We all grow and we all learn. <laughs> Took an entire canister of talcum powder, but boy, did he learn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
We also have Sadie Frost in here, Winona Ryder, Carrie Elways. Uh, oh my God, Monica Bellucci. Yes. Oh my God. So many snacks in this movie. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned her because I was going to bring up uh, Sadie Frost if, if no one else did, because I think she is my favorite part of this movie, which is saying something because I love this movie in its entirety, but yes. Lucy is my favorite part. Like every moment she is on screen, I am just in awe and it's wonderful. And we talk about like when people bring up um, iconic movie costumes. Yes. Wedding gown slash funeral dress that she ends up in is just the, is the first thing I think of when people talk about like iconic costumes on screen. Oh yeah. And, and that was, that won the Oscar for best costume design. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but uh, the designer's name was uh, Iko Ishioka. And she also designed for um, the cell, uh, yeah. which is, hey. I hope you guys have seen that. Cause that's fucking insane. It's wild yeah. as hell, mm-hmm. you know, um, <laughs> and the fall 2006 yeah. film oh, big, like the- big among person. other things. Yeah. We're all yeah. like, ooh, Lee Pace in the fall. <laughs> <laughs> Just a moment. <laughs> okay, all right, I'm cool, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. <laughs> it's very visual. It's a very visual movie. And Lee Pace is a very visual man. I, hey, his, are you aware uh, that you're playing with your hair? <laughs> what? Me? Never. Just blush. <laughs> Do you think you'll hear this? <laughs> I just saw that photo he took. He's all vaccinated, it's fine. <laughs> that was a good photo. I did see that. Yeah, it was a good photo, right? <laughs> Check the show notes, everybody. It'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> oh crap! Okay, yeah, okay. Oh, these notes are going to be very spicy. They're going to be very, very spicy very notes. I feel like it's just in keeping with this movie because this this movie is horny as hell. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And Sadie in that role, getting back to her, is oh my god. I, I think that was her first adult role because it said introducing Sadie Frost in the credits. And that's usually what that means is their first adult role as an actor. And she fucking went for it. She's basically like the fieriest version of Blanche Devereaux from the Golden Girls in her youth <laughs> that there could ever be. She's like Lilith on screen. She is absolutely sexual. She's always making these jokes, you know, oh, Quincy, can I touch it? And she pulls out his big fucking huge bowie knife or whatever the fuck that is and she's always like being totally inappropriate because she's rich and can get away with that you know and she doesn't need to fear repercussions so i'll say let her eat that kid <laughs> was that i said let her eat that kid what yeah why not kills? it's awesome yeah. <laughs> she she earned it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's part of the, the the whole deeply weird aspect of this movie that you don't really don't see anymore is the child killing aspect. You have her bringing down this, you know, four year old who's terrified and wearing a see through gown, by the way, which is the whole other uncomfortable thing. And then earlier in the film, you know, the Dracula's bride's Dracula's like, "Hey, here's this baby, go eat it," and they eat it. Kind of loses his fucking mind, and that's <laughs> hilarious. You know, there's bestiality. There's all sorts of questionable things. The brides are tearing apart a horse. That's horrifying. You know? <laughs> Holy shit, guys. Yeah, the, the movie really is a fever dream. It's a goddamn nightmare most of the time. but it's It really is. And a couple of here employs so many amazing in-camera practical effects and transitions. And 
you know, in post, there's a lot of really beautiful creative dissolves um, that you just don't see anymore. And his influences were, you know, films, I'm not sure exactly which films, but films from the dawn of cinema. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say German expressionism in addition to the later Hammer Horror films that were so lush. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of stuff. I, I want to say, like, there's a lot of Melier stuff in there. The, mm-hmm. the one thing I got really excited about was was reading about, oh, no, that is actually Pepper's Ghost. It's the exact same illusion that you would have seen, you know, in, in a silent film. That was exactly mm-hmm. the same thing. They just shot that exactly the way, same, the exact same way. Yep. Why not? Um, I, I think, you know, I'd argue it's probably one of the last ones that really did this on a, a large scale. You know, like for yeah, last real multiplex movie that that did any kind of like in camera effects like this, um, it gives it a real fifties vibe somehow. So like, if we we didn't have like the haze code and stuff, this is what we would have gotten. <laughs> kind of makes me sad. Totally. Um, but yeah, I I geeked out on that. I'll, I'll be honest. That was there's so much good stuff in there, and it I'm was a- just and it was Roman Coppola. He was just a kid. It was just yeah. He was supposed to be second unit. That was the part that tripped me out. He was like, well, Francis Ford Coppola, this is another anecdote I read. He's like, well, I guess the people that I hired to do effects can't do it. So I'll just, you know, let them go and see what Roman can do. Cause he likes magic. <laughs> Kid fucking nailed it though. Like, yeah, they did a great job. Yeah. Double, yeah. triple exposures and stuff. It's insane. Yeah. So I'm good. a huge fan of like deep, inky shadows and like a lot of stuff being in shadows and so this movie really satisfied my need for fun shadow work beyond you know just obviously like the moving shadows like love dracula's first like big shadow reveal where the shadow moves without him like when he it. starts strangling Keanu shadow yeah yes. so, good. so like god damn it sick you're acting when i fucking murder you yeah. <laughs> that's what that is Plus a very awkward social situation. Like, how do you react like when the shadows are misbehaving, but everything's okay? Like, you say, like, I, I feel I'm gonna leave because your shadow is strangling my shadow. And I feel especially at the time with all the like Victorian social mores, you'd have to stay, stay, even though you're like, boy, that's not good. But I don't want to be rude. <laughs> yeah, Polanius could get you killed back then. Yeah, sure. Like this, there, there would not have been a movie if Kano's character was like, um, you know what? I'm not going to write these fucking letters and I'm leaving. Bye now. Yeah, wow. right. No yeah. movie. Actually, fuck this. I'm out of here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I saw or maybe movie. Dracula would have just been like, all right, well, gig is up and we're going to start this game sooner than later. So <laughs> I had all this stuff planned. The brides had this whole thing. You would have loved it, but I guess we're just doing it. Yeah. yeah I mean, I really wanted to fuck with your head, but I guess we're going to yeah. jump right in. He gets so bored in that castle. No one comes around because they know. <laughs> yeah, you can break out a shadow play, everything. Yeah. You're asking for the postmortem later. Like, so what really got was it the blue flame coming in? Is that what really put it over for you? Because yeah, I, I felt like that was maybe over the top, but oh that thing is you know, cool. Monica liked <laughs> it, so we left it. Um <laughs> it's so cool looking. It's so good. So great. I love that portal. It's a portal <laughs> to hell, basically. Yeah. <laughs> This whole movie is just, it, it's wild to see. It, just the construction of it trips me out. Like it, the fact that it's all matte paintings and soundstage, nothing's on, on location at all, um, which is unreal. Yeah, it's filmed in Culver City on soundstage. It's Sony. Crazy. Which, that, that I was feel even... like any bit of reality would have broken this film. 
Like they had to close the windows, like not even like a little shaft of the actual sun could be allowed (laughs) to infect the the, the look of this. Yeah. And what a look, huh? So one of the reviews I was reading was like, this is maybe the most metal movie ever made. Yeah. It's so metal. (laughs) It is so fucking metal. Like it opens. Okay. Where it's, this crazy ass score where it, it feels like it's going to be set to like Valkyries fighting in hell, you know, where we've got, uh, you know, Vlad returning from battle where he comes home to find princess Elizabeth, his killer self, because some asshole sent a letter saying, Oh yeah, Vlad's dead and he's not coming back. And so she killed herself out of despair. But then He's ingesting this, and there's this old priest, which, by the way, is also Anthony Hopkins, except that he looks like super old murder face in his priest robe. <laughs> and that's a Metalocalypse reference, by oh, the yeah. way. And right with you. Yeah, he's like screaming at, at, at you know, Prince Vlad that she's going to go to hell. And like, that's, well, how is that helping? That's bad. So he flips the fuck out, Dracula style. He renounces God. He stabs the stone cross and it starts bleeding all over the floor. It is metal as fuck. It was gnarly as hell. That, that's oh my God. Song for sure, right? You stab the, the cross in the center. It starts bleeding everywhere. Yeah. It's so metal. There's no therapy. That's how you deal with your, your emotions. You renounce God and kill the cross. I mean, yeah. And then you turn into evil Lavarachi. It's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's we all deal with it in different ways. You got to work through it. It worked out in the end. Yeah. <laughs> it did. Place. It did. Yeah. This is actually the only Dracula film that's it, it's it ends on a positive note where God's like, okay, you can come home now. You're like, yeah, you're cool. <laughs> and then also, Mina, you're not going to be a vampire either because everyone's absolved. Like that never happens. Yeah. That is so different. I I can't remember any other vampire movie ending like that. Can you? There- yeah, I, if anybody else has like either read the book or know, knows anything else about the history of it, because yeah, I was very shocked by the ending, having no idea what I was getting into, clearly. But like, I had no idea that, <laughs> that, that, that was what this kind of ending was. I was surprised. Yeah. You get through the classic Draculas, and they're usually pretty like, I staked him. And he st- in fact, it, they don't always go back to Mina. Hmm. Like, no. it kind of ends like, you know, it's usually kind of a Van Helsing Dracula fast at the end mm-hmm. yeah it is and usually the woman's not involved at all because you know who cares she's a woman yeah, she's she a fucking matter part. right yeah, exactly but yeah, in this case point this. yeah was like no let them go her work has only just begun you know <laughs> and you're like wow okay but i mean that's i i feel like one of the most questionable parts of this movie is like you've got this super super strong insanely powerful you know, centuries-old vampire, but, like, little mousy realtor, you know, like, slashes his neck after he pops out of the box. That's why, like, pop goes the Dracula, now you get sliced. Really? <laughs> really? You're the one that's delivering the first murder blow? I don't fucking think so. That's, like, the most unbelievable part of the film for me. <laughs> he, he's longed for, for, for this moment for the whole time, and yeah. that, that wig was just kind of dusty. That, what probably happened had just gotten his eyes, and that was what happened. He popped out. There was some of the the baby powder that got in Dracula's eyes. He's he's not Baba Yaga yet. He ain't there yet. (laughs) (laughs) He's not there yet, buddy. He he tried a little, you know what? It's okay. He tried hard and he realized it was too much. Yeah. What am I doing? This is wrong. Am I this right? It doesn't feel right. (laughs) 
Megan, when was the last time you traveled by dirt? I was just curious. I like... traveled by well, listen, a lady never says, okay? It's just like <laughs> to have a little little home, okay? You like to have a little home with you, okay? It's definitely not some sort of compulsion. I don't have to have, you know, the soil of my homeland with me at all times. And I don't know why we're talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> also, dustbusters are not allowed in my house. So <laughs> unrelated. Is there a prior history with a dustbuster you would like to tell us about? They're trying Some to steal my home ins- dirt. Inciting yeah. incident. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. The, the robots want my home. <laughs> that they do you watch out for those fuckers they're tricky <laughs> they're so tricky they'll do anything okay. skynet jesus once we invented room but was over now they can move and they know where walls are yeah now we have robot police dogs that are gonna kill everybody oh my god are nightmares yep <laughs> izzy i have a very pointed like filmmaking question for you which is obviously everything we watch and like comes back and affects creative you know output that we make at some point but do, at any point do you feel like this has influenced you to want to make something more gothic than at least <laughs> i've seen so well i i grew up on the hammer horror films and old Edgar Allan Poe, Vincent Price, AIP, Roger Corman flicks, and those have a special place in my heart. Like, we're, we're talking, like, age of four, five, six, seven, eight, you know. Um, yeah, I was watching horror from a very, very young age. And by the time 1992 rolled around and I saw this in the theater, uh, I just felt like there was, like, this emotional, visceral atomic bomb going off in my psyche because... It was just so fucking beautiful and lush and insane. And let me tell you, if I had a budget to make something like this, I would. It was estimated like $40 million, but that's $1992. I don't know what the hell that would be now for inflation, but yeah, I would love to make a lush goth dripping with dread and sex and death story. Are you kidding? It'd be amazing. Sounds like a good reason for... A- okay, I know I'm always trying to get us to do a heist, everybody, and I'll be honest, I'll talk to that. <laughs> But I mean, I just feel like this would be like a like this is a good reason. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just yeah. Put it to in the give show me a notes. budget. Let's, let's <laughs> we're gonna do this. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we can't be, talk too that would much. Be lovely. I, we gotta cut the mics. Yeah, <laughs> right. Find our mark. How, how do you feel about Romania? <laughs> how do I feel? I've never been. I'm sure it's lovely. And in fact, I just heard that they're doing uh, vaccines at Dracula's Castle. So I saw that. That's good shit. Their I don't rules. care if it's a trap. I'm doing it. How right. could you say no? It very well could be a trap. You're like, worth it. <laughs> yeah. it I mean, taking me away from all this death, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that because I was like, is this is this their first time doing this? Or they were like, aha, finally, <laughs> a new way to get people in. <laughs> we just had to wait for the perfect moment. <laughs> they played the long game and i appreciate that i do too it's, it's pretty crafty it's one, yeah. one for me one for you right you pull out some shoot that into a bucket and then give you the vaccine afterward it's perfect oh, okay, that's, okay. Okay. that's right it much more fair i like that yeah. we're all happy <laughs> and then they do the dracula does like the mind wipe you like you know oh, don't see me oh. mm-hmm. cloud memory it's perfect mm-hmm. 
Yeah. It's a crime. I know. Everyone <laughs> wins. Bringing up crime a lot. <laughs> it's a way of life. It's a common thread <laughs> with us. Yeah. The secret ingredient is always crime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your favorite movies were made by crime. Crime. Yeah. This country was built by crime. crime. Yeah. So. I'm- I'm still stuck on the idea, though, that like you come home and literally all your friends are like, oh, does your arm hurt from the vaccine? Like, arm? My neck hurts. Oh, man. Well, I cheated. Where's the next if, place? If it's Coppola's Dracula, you'll have bite marks all over the place. Oh. <laughs> Places you don't want to talk about. That's right. Yeah. That oh, code. By the way, like loose, loose end here in this film. So... Keanu's in the palace and the dry the the brides appear from underneath him in this fucking bed, right? It's like harem. And one of them bites him right in the crash. And I want to know what happens then. Does he have (laughs) no dick lips? Like, is 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 he a eunuch? What is this? I would like to know. They never address that. He has a vampire dick. He's got dick. Right? (laughs) Maybe he has his own things. Mm-hmm. Pull, he never told. Oh, he's the guy who gets bit by a zombie. He doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did, did you have something to share, Keanu? No, nothing happened. It's fine. I mean, there's a reason for that for that white hair. I was just gonna <laughs> say, <laughs> it's like no weird nice. effects happening very quickly. I don't know. Everything's great. <laughs> oh, Van Helsing should have just like looked at the hair, looked at him, gave him a wink. Oh, he would have said some weird shit. <laughs> That would have been worth the price of admission alone, too. I'm trying to figure out what the, he would say, but like that's a character, oh. like we said before, you can't you just can't see it coming. You just never it's, would know. No, it's so off the wall. <laughs> I wonder how much of that was ad lib versus written dialogue, honestly. I hope I most of it. I... At least that that scene in the pub where they're eating dinner and he just He goes, I know. <laughs> Yeah, I doubt it. Even my mind is like, I don't like. I've been there, and also you're weak as fuck. And of course you did. <laughs> you know, that's what that was. Oh my god, this guy's such an asshole. But it's so amusing to watch. And then he almost turns directly to the camera, stares down it, and chugs a beer. Yep. <laughs> I've been fine with that. I'm like, yes, this is art, and I appreciate this. There's a there's a whole lot of questionable masculinity on display in this movie. That's for sure, certain. Oh, yeah. A lot of poor choices being made to prove points. Mm-hmm. As one does in the 1800s. <laughs> I was like, oh no, there's too many dudes together. This is not good. No, there's too many dudes trying to figure out what to do with the ladies. And this is not great. Meg, you're just feeding back into my fan fiction, literally. Like, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the problem is, like, look, look, fellas, it's great, but I just feel like you don't know what to do with the ladies, and that's okay. You don't have to know. Maybe something else. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's cool. Don't worry about it. Again, no pressure. Let's go to the West and figure stuff out. <laughs> I'm going to write them a happy ending. Oh. Hey, 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 wink. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of, speaking of, speaking of, of back to the overacting choices, I just wanted to mention something again with when watching this and Anthony Hopkins chew all the scenery, but at some point I felt like his accent was a fascinating mix of Anthony Hopkins and trying to do Middle Eastern. And I I mean, 
in general, the accents in this movie are kind of. We also know how no, good I am with accents. That's true. So you, are, you are an expert. Mwah, master. No, I'm terrible. I'm <laughs> so anyway, um, but I literally at one point was like, wait, is this what Tommy Wiseau's voice is based on? Because it Maybe. was like a very questionable somewhere in middle Europe. And it like occasionally went in and out of its actual like dialect sounding. And I was like, it sounded like Tommy Wiseau to me. Okay, we gotta do math. Okay. <laughs> when did he appear in America? I read the book, but yeah. it's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to like, I don't know. He never said where he came from. And it's a mystery. Huh? It wouldn't surprise me if yeah, he fit in. <laughs> Okay, so stumbled across Bram Stoker's Dracula and he went, you know what? Done. <laughs> Tommy you... Wiseau is a vampire hunter. Also possible. Or just he has the perfect cover. Yeah. This this runs completely counter to the theory that he is just a vampire. So this is very interesting. <gasps> oh, that's what he. Okay, oh, very clever of him. Because then other vampires would be like, "Well done, Tommy," and then. <laughs> 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 I'll throw this out there. Maybe Tommy Wiseau is real life Blade. Oh. Wow. He's a, he's a daywalker. Oh, <laughs> will that be something? <laughs> oh, oh, I hope it's never proven untrue. I love it. <laughs> he does. Tommy, did same... you kill all these vampires in Eastern Europe during this month? To say I did not. I did not. Like I can't even. <laughs> I can't even imagine how ridiculous this would be. This pseudo not. movie we're creating. Oh hi, Mark. Oh, oh hi, great. Dracula. <laughs> oh, oh hi, Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> I can say from personal experience, he does own a pair of Jinko jeans that would have been featured in the first Blade movie. So oh. hmm. I have I have seen him wearing those and gigantic chain wallet. So he would be an amusing yeah. Renfield, that's for sure. Oh my god, yes. He'd be the best. Oh, he'd be the Renfield that scared the hell out of Dracula. I have Probably. made a mistake. <laughs> I wish you several times. All right, I'm just gonna kill you now. <laughs> Oopsie. You're too annoying to deal with and too insane. <laughs> Like the first Renfield, they didn't quite get it right. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like like the first pancake out of the pan. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> it's burnt. Yeah. You it's know it's going to be bad, but you got to get it out of the way. It's right. lopsided. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tell me why so is a burnt Renfield. He <laughs> <laughs> just had to cook a little longer. He had to, you know. <laughs> the inside's still raw. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to use the word lumpy. I really don't. I'm yeah. trying to stay away from it. I've um, seen him in person. I did not go across the theater to like, go introduce myself, but I've seen him, and it was just so very strange. What What was what theatrical experience brought you two into the same room? Uh, well, that would be um, a screening of the room at the Egyptian theater in Hollywood a couple of years ago. Uh, a friend of mine wanted to go and bought me a ticket. And I was like, okay, why not? <laughs> I have nothing better to do after work. This will be amusing. <laughs> weird, man. Everyone's throwing plastic spoons. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't understand that shit, but fine. <laughs> He's like selling underwear with his oh. name on it and shit in the lobby. I'm like, this is what we've become. Yeah. <laughs> I feel, if nothing else, there is nothing we can say 
that could hurt Tommy Wiseau. Like he's beyond like whatever is going on in Wiseau land. It's it's uh, ineffable. It's, mm-hmm. We can never understand it. And mm-hmm. I guess the best you can do is probably stay out of the way. Yes. Observe, but do not get involved. Right. And that's that was my choice at the theater. Yeah, very smart. <laughs> uh, this close and that's it. That's right. It's like a heavy he- gravity there. Like, oh, no, no, no. I wish I had been as astute. I actually went and talked to him once. I had to get oh. an autograph for a friend. Oh, how'd that go? I want to oh, know. Boy. <clears throat> well. Please do tell. So it was for a project. I don't know if it ever came out, but I, I stood in line and I, I asked him for it. I was like, this is for, for my friend, Rachel. Rachel, yes, Rachel. So he <laughs> goes to write Rachel, R-E-A-C-H-E-L. Wow. Like, uh, Tommy, no, it's, it's Rachel, R-A. Ah, yes, Rachel, Rachel, yes, yes. I, I love that name, very pretty name. You know, and I'm like, okay, cool. So he writes it again the wrong way, Rachel. <laughs> like, no, it, there's no E. Oh, yes, I, I got it this time. I got he's. I'm just amazed you kept correcting him. That's just yeah. the, <laughs> after the second That's incredible. time, I stopped, but the other people on the panel signing started correcting him. No. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. So it was his co stars now just reaching over and going, Tommy, it's, it's Rachel. There's an RA. And finally, I just on the third try, I was like, "You got it, man! Thank you." There we go. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, I think Rachel, it'd be even yes. more funnier to leave it misspelled correctly. You know, that, that was exactly the poster I gave our friend Rachel. Um, you should. It hung up in her <laughs> I bedroom. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the magic of the mysterious Wiseau, <laughs> the unknowable Wiseau. And that was the time that I saw him in the Jinko pants and the giant chains. Like, do you know the plastic chains they use in between posts at a bank to keep you from like crossing the line? Are they really plastic? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That was that was the chain on his chain wallet was those big, oh. huge, like one inch chain links that you'd get on like. Yeah. He asked for larger links. I can just tell. Yeah. Like, yeah. not yeah. enough chain. And someone to... is like, fine, take this. Those wallets used to have real chains and you would like get kicked out of shows for that. Oh, yeah. Plastic now, huh? God, that's fucking disappointing. Isn't that a bummer? <laughs> it's so not metal. It's not. It's not metal at all. Again. <laughs> no more. This is like new metal. No, no peppers, ghosts. No metal chains on the wallets. Mm. See, it's exactly uh, what it is. It's it's the godsmack of, of wallet oh, chains. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd go further and say it's like stained. Oh yeah, no, you're right. It's the puddle of mud. Let's. I, yeah, let's exactly. It's, yeah. it's the fucking most mediocre thing you can ever think of. It's like <laughs> the saddest goddamn wallet ever. Plastic chain? Are you serious? Yeah. Fuck out of here. Yeah, one inch plastic black. Yeah, it was. It was awful. I need to be able to murder somebody indiscriminately right. at any time, anywhere, if I need to, and I need my metal chain. Damn this it. is the point of the wallet chain. You have to wrap it around your hand so you can do damage. I understand. That's right. Dracula knows. Right. Exactly. Oh, maybe he isn't a daywalker. Uh, <laughs> maybe he's just lazy. It could be. <laughs> what a disappointment. You know, yeah. for about 10 minutes there, it was beautiful. We <laughs> live in a world where Tommy Wiseau is daywalker. But now, <laughs> but now he, reality. He's, he's just not a, guy a fan. That's, yeah. He's just a guy that's really into trip jeans. That's all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Serious. So, uh, Dracula, uh, I think Dracula. <laughs> Dracula fucks. We digress. Dracula does fuck. He goes, Dracula oh. fucks a lot. <laughs> okay. 
and I need everyone to know this. <laughs> In fact, I, ha- I have joked about making movies. The first one is called Dracula Fucks. Second one is called Dracula Fucks Again. <laughs> <laughs> and the third one will be something like Dracula just can't stop fucking. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> How has no one written a check for that yet? I was right? just say, yeah. This is the heist end goal. This is uh, it. Dr- Dracula fucks 2000. You know, just put a year at the end. Oh, no. I'm not dealing with Gerard Butler. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> Gary, Gary I can you deal know. with. Gerard, I don't know. He sucks. <laughs> you don't want to evoke this. Yeah, it's, <laughs> no. it's a hard pass. <laughs> no, I appreciate this movie was like, ripped the sub out of subtext. You're like, oh, no, no, no. Like, before we had, like, you know, neck biting and vampirism, not sex. Sex. Mm-hmm. It, was always, it was always sex. That's correct. Yeah, there, there's a full-on scene where, where a, a wolf fucks Lucy like a Danzig song. Like, it's <laughs> There is an old 80s Waffs song, and I don't remember if it's called Fuck Like a Beast or if that's, like, the chorus. Yeah, but no, that's, that's I'm going to find it. Yeah. I fuck like a beast. Yep. It's insane. <laughs> a friend it's of so mine, great. A friend of mine had that record. It was a 12 inch single and it was shaped like a buzzsaw blade. Oh. Wow. That's yeah, so was, special. It was pretty gnarly. You gotta you guys gotta put this video in the show notes because there's a fan edit on YouTube that's all like Australian films like Mad Max and whatever, and they're just like smashing into each other or maybe that's harder faster but you might as well put both in because they're both great (laughs) i I control the notes i I basically put whatever i want in there so (laughs) as long as i can find the smallest shred of a reason for it to be in there yeah we have room yeah you you have a shred of a reason already so go for it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean if there's not a whole lot of sex in a vampire tale i'm really disappointed then why is it a it's, vampire story? Right. Why why bother? I mean, yeah. <clears throat> there's room for you know all sorts of different stories. And certainly I do love reimaginings and retellings. And you know, there there are a whole slew of movies that use uh, vampirism as addiction. And that's that's cool too, but it just doesn't have the same joy. It really doesn't. <laughs> you don't leave with a smile on your face. No. <laughs> You're just like, well, that was kind of depressing and yeah. I'm gonna go get a pizza, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I don't like the drug vampires as much as the sex vampires. I'm just no. gonna be honest. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I, I wish I, the Lost Boys was kinkier, but uh, what am I gonna do about it? I mean, we, we'll always have the sax player. I know. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just an icon for the ages. I love that the guys gyrating. like had a resurgence, you know, and like yeah. people put him in music videos and shit now. It's amazing. I just feel like good for like, you can yeah, book him like, for your conference or your like whatever your event. Oh my god! Okay, you no, can book okay. that guy. Yeah. Oh, we can't have this information, Matt. I see the glint in your eye. <laughs> I thought you should know. This is knowledge. Damn noted. <laughs> I'm gonna look this guy up right now. <laughs> like year five, year ten. Like we gotta make it a goal. We got to make it like, hey, if we, you know, we, we, we make it through, we make it through. If we're good, if we're a good festival and we have our vegetables, we can get sax guy. He should. Meg, can he be the musical introduction for Izzy Lee's vamp- Dracula Fox? That's- oh, yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, and at that point, we've had the heist. We'll have a little extra money left because I think we're going to be good at heisting. Like, I got this the gut feeling. Yeah, we've been doing oh. it long enough. We talk about it. Yeah, I think we'll, yeah. I think we will be pros. We're a good crew. Like, it's not going to happen the way we describe it. So something's going to happen, and we'll think we screwed up, but actually, that was the plan all along. Yeah. See, that's how good we are. We know that'll happen. One one of us will definitely get shot in the gut, but it'll be a good distraction. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Just make the movie. It'll be worth Yeah. His name is Timmy Capello. He was born on May 3rd, 1955. Cool. Excellent. We're going to do it. Okay. No, okay. okay. Yeah. okay. We got we to concentrate, everybody. <laughs> and there's distracted. going to be a day, Izzy, when you, when you end up in Rochester and we're going to hire him just to play you in and out of every room you go into. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will wear my gold suit for that, my friend. Hell <laughs> I bought one for last year for Disco Graveyard for the festival tour, which never fucking happened and it's still hanging in the closet. I have a gold suit. Oh. It is a vintage yeah. gold, so it's not super shiny like Elvis, like Gold LeMay, but it is gold nonetheless. Oh my Damn God. It. Yeah. And I got, what, sequined booties, sequined cowboy boots that are rainbow. This is an injustice. That I must know. be fixed. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Izzy, how was how was festival tour in a virtual pandemic a year? It sucked. <laughs> Couldn't go anywhere, man. It's like, what 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 do you want me to say? <laughs> it's terrible. I got to stay home and, and fucking have no life. You got like, the I, tour of every Zoom. It's just gonna say. Oh like, my oh. god, I stopped. Like, no. I'm, I'm supposed to record some sort of, I don't know, a festival gave me a list of questions with a week's notice for, and they're playing both chickens and disco graveyard, but a week's notice. Plus I have a lot of stuff. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. And it just, it, it's just, it feels so anticlimactic, you know, it's just exhausting and, and who's going to actually wash. I don't know. I don't know. I'm getting a little depressed, but. Oh yeah. no! Look, I, look, uh, talk it suit. out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, well, I I've also used this time to really, really, really study the craft of filmmaking and then write, 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 write. Like I have a number of projects I'm trying to get made. Yeah. Even wow. more than usual, and so I've got a manager now, and um, we're actually working on all of that. So that is a positive. So awesome. that's yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Hell yeah. We'll see if anybody wants to give me heist money. <laughs> yeah, like, we're, we're putting it out into the universe. Yeah. <laughs> we're just like, we're trying to manifest a heist. We're, we're going to Eckhart Tolle this shit for you because this needs to happen. Like, Aww, You guys are so sweet. You're going to steal money from me from yeah. our, our corporate overlords. I love it. Yes. Yeah, we're going to Robin Hood this. You're sweet. <laughs> Here's the thing. AT&T and Discovery are going to merge. So there's got to be some money that falls out of some pockets there that we can just catch, right? They won't mm-hmm. even know. They won't even notice. <laughs> they won't even know. Probably not. And then we'll just give it all to you, Izzy. And then you can make some <laughs> awesome shit because it, 2021-2022 should be the, the year of Izzy Lee world domination. Yeah. Well, I thank you. Also, that legally we're off the hook, right? Like, if I understand the law, and I'm pretty sure I do, if you do something good with the money you steal, it's fine, right? Yeah. I mean, it might it might just be called money laundering, but yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
gonna say, it's, 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 it's pristine. It's great. It smells great. It smells like clean laundry. It's great. Yeah. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's fine. If I for movies, that's the case. You can steal whatever money you can. You can. It's just if you do something positive with it, you know, the police just stand there in the back and go, "Oh shucks, they did it again." Oh shucks, kick the dirt. <laughs> you guys got away with it again. We did. We're scamps and we're lovable. Those meddling kids, like a Scooby yes. episode. Exactly. One cop in the back that looks like John Candy. Yeah, now, maybe this is pandemic brain talking. I don't know anymore. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel. Ideas I think are good. I feel insane every day of this life. So, yes. yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Is this a simulation or is it not? Who can say? That, that's it. Right? It'd be funny if tomorrow morning we woke up and went, ha ha, this was all a joke. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of. I mean, that's what God did with Dracula in the fucking movie. So, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Nice <laughs> way to tie it back in, Izzy. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I did. I did want to say. Um, I also felt like watching this because of its insanely over the top, amazing imagery. I did want to like track and see what other creators listed this as a major influence on them because mm. obviously with you know the grand pantheon of vampire stories before and after and everything influences each other and yeah but like moments of this i felt like played very directly into imagery from true blood especially when you're talking about how you know very sex sexual this is and again as we said like that's obviously a, a trope of vampires but but also brian fuller especially in American mm-hmm. Gods, I felt like a lot of imagery felt very, very influenced by what was going on here in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, that's interesting. I haven't seen that yet, but I am a huge, huge fan of Hannibal. Oh my God. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. Best. So much. Yeah. yeah, we haven't seen the second season of American Gods yet after Fuller left, but the yeah. first season I thought was utterly fantastic. I thought it was... Wow. But there's a lot, a lot of imagery that I'm sure is not at all the same practical in camera work, especially because of, you know, all the various reasons, but, but yeah, but there's, there's a bunch of stuff in it that made me feel like it was very influenced journals high in the foreground with, you know, traveling across in like a thin strip towards the top stuff. Oh, like wow. That. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. We got to check that out. It's, it's really good. It's, it's solid and dark and, and yeah, at times very sexy. So it's just so strange when you think about this is the same filmmaker who made Apocalypse Now. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So bizarre. Like, and you can see, you know, here and there, you know, visual similarities in terms of technique, but it is just so immensely different in terms of the genre and everything else. I mean, it, it, actually, now that I think about it, they're both very operatic films. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, very, very grand crazy score lots of action super dramatic dark characters mm-hmm. um yeah i guess it tracks i you mentioned score and i did want to say i i did think that the uh, i i love me a dark like traumatic love <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> this you for me you yeah. no no you go ahead continue i was gonna say but yeah it was like so operatic and gothic in its love theme i was like oh yeah this this is my jam right here like it was great i was just gonna say so 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 weird innocence was the year after this so i think like he was having some horny times (laughs) (laughs) 
Because I was like, I was just curious, like, what did he make after? Because I feel like Age of Innocence was somewhere. Oh, okay, I got you. With yeah. Winona Ryder and Richard E. Grant. <laughs> he was like, you know what? Let's do totally. it again. That's <laughs> right. I mean, time. it's a little. I, I would say that filmmakers are by nature obsessive mm. and they are horny. That's right. It just it goes along. That's right. And then it gets weird and he makes the Rainmaker and Jack. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot going on up in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can appreciate I, that. I say, it makes and, good wine, too. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. I say, Matt, did you see, I don't remember anymore, his crazy black and white live edited Comic-Con film? Do you know what really pisses me off about that, Matt? What? And, and I, didn't, I didn't mean to get into this. Um, so Uh-oh. I was there that year that he did that, like the one time he ever did it. And I was sitting through some panel for some dumb like Fox animation show mm-hmm. waiting for, I think it was like community or something like that instead of over in a room that I think there was only like 200 people in that 2000 person theater. Oh my God. Watching him live edit that. Kilmer. Yeah. Did, did you know about this? No. So he was trying to do this like roadshow thing where it was 3d and he would edit it on the fly. So the idea was he had three or four different takes of different places. It was almost like a choose your own adventure kind of thing. And he would do it extemporaneously. Like the movie would go. And then depending on crowd reaction to whatever happened in the scene, he would cut to something else, but it was him physically doing it live in the theater with the audience. So he was playing off whoever was there. It was awesome. But like nobody showed up. Nobody knew about it. Apparently nobody knew about it. And he only did it like, three times once at comic-con and then two other times and that was it wow um and my dumb ass was over watching i don't know like the assie mcgee panel at, at <laughs> to be fair that's a great show it is but francis ford coppola is doing something amazing like 500 yeah feet wow <laughs> yeah is well, there is there okay. footage of that online anywhere i'm just gonna ask if that exists anywhere I don't know. I, I think he actually just put it together when when that didn't fly. He just put it into one film, and from what I've heard, it's fine. But I don't know if there's any video of of the actual live thing. The people that saw it were like blown away by it, but wow. I don't know why it never took. I don't know if it was just too expensive to take on the road or what. But the idea hmm. is unreal. Yeah, that's oh. pressure, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to interrupt this for a, a live edit that um, <clears throat> it was Scorsese that did Age of Innocence. So it wasn't a filmmaker. It was a generation of filmmakers who decided to get horny and use the same actors. I, I deeply apologize to both of these gentlemen. Um, I still think something was going on, but uh, apparently it was like a group thing and not just on one. So, you know, there's something else. But that's okay. Yeah. I want to keep researching it. Don't worry. I'll find the truth. See, I trust you so much, Megan, that you said that, and I was like, oh, he must have been, like, a producer on this movie then. Dude, no, call me out on my shit, Adam. (laughs) I never know what I'm talking about, but I'm very convincing. Well, they clearly know each other. They both, you know, came up in the 60s and 70s, especially the 70s, and they're both mattress cinema, and both Italian, old Italian dudes, so you're forgiven. I was looking I at the, the third leg of the tripod there. I was looking for George Lucas to see what kind of horny business he was up to. Well, that's um, all assumed into Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, there's a little yeah. incest there. Some... 
some weird it's shit, some some bestiality, probably some. It's all that sand talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like at least Dracula, I get. It's right on the face. I understand that. I'm terrified <laughs> of, of what this metaphor is. Megan, it's like Lucas was like trying to go the other way. He's like, he's like, everything else is way too horny. I need to pull this really in a different direction. Nope. Oh my god, that's why Jedi can't fuck. <laughs> See, he's like, he's like, oh no, like, oh no. Everyone else is fighty and coming out of their bed, <laughs> rising out of the sheets. <laughs> no, I hope it was that. It wasn't like the other end where he was just so horny that he couldn't film whatever he was doing. That's <laughs> yeah, that's. A- that's a problem. There's not some There's weird a lost up version. Yeah. <laughs> if we ever get the true director's cut yeah. of like Attack of the Clones, it will be filthy. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Probably. Years, yeah, he's in the Bob Crane wilderness for ten years. I hope that's not what we got. I um, mean, I didn't say I didn't say Attack of the Bones because that would be tacky. Hmm. <laughs> so I guess on that note. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what final thoughts do we have for Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula? I wish there were a billion more films like this. This is so good. The, the, the craft on display is just so interesting to watch. And the story, of course, is time-worn and familiar and wonderful. And I am obsessed with this movie. It is so great. So many levels, except for, you know, Kafex Ibi. But even that's amusing, like I said before. Love it. Yeah, we talked about how yeah, this was like mainstream studio movie. I feel like I feel like this is. I, I wish this was still what mainstream studio filmmaking was putting out into the the world. Oh, I know everything is so sanitized. You can't kill kids in movies anymore. Any of that shit. Yeah. Some alter- alternate timeline. This is this is still what you know studios are, studios are doing. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, that would be great. And that's maybe maybe in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's that's my thing is that this is uh, especially as Matt, Megan, and Adam know. I love a good oversaturated dreamy nightmare film like <laughs> very deeply. Like it's always my jam. And so before even watching this, Matt was like Matt you're going to dig this one <laughs> and did not disappoint because it is delicious. Mm-hmm. I, I love me a colorful, sexy fever dream. Like, yes. So. Great. I can't say anything better than Alice. I mean, <laughs> that just, that just nailed it. <laughs> that just did it. <laughs> Bram Stoker's Dracula colon. <laughs> we'll make a sticker and put it up on the post we'll fix all the dvds and the blu-rays i feel like there i feel like there must have been a, a porn parody version of this although i've never researched it to find out i'm kind of afraid uh-oh show notes uh-oh show notes oh okay i see where this is going okay all right all right <laughs> I see. It's going to be a weird week for me. <laughs> Good luck, Meg. Incognito tab is your friend. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes it's, it is. it's too late. It's too late. The feds <laughs> want me. They got me. <laughs> yep. Artists and writers everywhere. Yep. <laughs> Questionable search history. I get it. 
it was reference and research. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Boy, so uh, evidence on this podcast. Yeah, be Some careful, of these we Matt. Can't even publish. Edit well. <laughs> <laughs> surgical. It'll be surgical. Beep. Um, <laughs> yeah, one K tone for about an hour is what we're gonna get out of this. Um, no. So, so I guess with that, uh, I want to say thank you so much to to Izzy Lee for joining us. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Been a pleasure. Is, is there anything you want to uh, to talk about? Anything that you've got coming up? You want to? Oh man. Well, I am trying to work on a, a new short called Meat Friend, which is about a pile of sentient meat that teaches fucked up after school lessons to kids. And you can imagine how that goes. Uh, oh, but it, there's been a big delay because of COVID, and then the puppet build has been very frustrating. So. We're still trying to figure that out, but that should be on the horizon sooner or later. Um, There's a bunch of other stuff, you know, films trying to get made. I can't really talk about um, because everyone's superstitious in this hellhole industry, but you know, there's that. And also I write short fiction. So uh, if you want to look me up on Amazon, you can find some stuff in anthologies and I I write nightmares. Yay. Awesome. We will definitely be doing that. We'll uh, another link for the note, Meg. Yeah, um, that'll be the pleasant one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a link in my uh, my email signature. You can just use it's easy instead of searching. And now we'll we'll get to our our filthy business and and <laughs> promote our film festival. It's the Anomaly Film Festival. It's it's here in Rochester, New York. It's our third year. Uh, it's coming up in November. It's the 4th through 7th of uh, 2021. That is 2021, not 20 to 21. Um, we are looking forward to it. I'm so excited. I'm stuttering about it. Um, we have a location. Uh, we will announce that soon. Uh, as long as everything goes well, we'll be doing this in person. That's why we're calling it our 3D year. We're going to be doing it in the physical space, in meat space. Woo. Um, so we look forward to seeing everybody's smiling faces in person finally. Um, so keep an eye out on the socials. It's at Anomaly Film Fest, pretty much on everything, Facebook and, and Instagram and Twitter and Orkut and MySpace. Um, feel free MySpace. To, to check us out anywhere. Um, we are not in Tom's top eight, but we're, we're trying to get there. Um, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> That's a, like an old school Gen X shout out, man. Wow. <laughs> Our people. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, from from everybody here at Anomaly, uh, just want to thank you for listening and uh, we look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks for If you want to learn more about Rochester and Buffalo's wide range of diverse cuisines, Nominate Meals might be for you. The fun part is you have no idea what you're going to get until you pick your meal up at one of our fantastic events. All you have to do is go to nominatemeals.com and order a meal for two for $40 that features dishes from one small, typically minority-owned restaurant. We run events at Three Heads Brewing, Fatty Beer Company in the neighborhood of Play, and also Nowhere Lounge in Buffalo, 
We offer drink pairings for sale that pair with each dish for that night, which really adds to the experience. Go to nominatemeals.com to order your meal for an upcoming event and join the nomination.